Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 43 of the Salty Dog Podcast. Let's get salty! What's up, guys? Welcome to another exciting and very salty episode of the Salty Dog Podcast. I'm Captain Clash. He's Captain Dookie. Ahoy there, mateys! We are your salty captains. What's going on? Oh, you know, just hunting monsters. You know, you know, you know, you know, you know. You know, you know, you know, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah. I've been having a lot of fun with that, too. Yeah, uh, it's it's uh these adventure type modes are always such a fun like time sink and fun escape from from the drudgery that is this beloved game don't even pretend like you've actually played like one game of ladder (laughs) i have played um, two three games of ladder whoa (laughs) i know i know I do my quests, I do my quests, and sometimes I do them in ladder, and then I go back to Monster Hunt because I am a fan of PvE experiences Yes, at, at my core. I know. Um, I know you are. So so that's, that's what I've been up to. Yes, me also. Actually, I think, um, you know, aside from some, some meta talk, of course, and just uh, a little about the n- new event that's going to be coming up uh, in a couple weeks here, uh, I think we're just going to talk a lot about our experience in Monster Hunt. Um, I think that's... Hell yeah. Yeah, it's kind of what we've both been sinking a lot of our time in Hearthstone this week into, and it's not really news, so we're just going to talk about it here in our first, you know, little upfront, like, how what's your week in Hearthstone been like? So... Yeah. Like, yeah, where yeah. where are you at in, in Monster Hunt, like, as far as how many have you downed and stuff? So, I've downed three. I, I beat Tessa... Is that her name? Tess. 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 I beat... I beat Tess pretty easily, and uh, Countmaster Shaw uh, not quite as easily, but still without too much trouble. Uh-huh. And then I kind of got stuck on uh, Cannoneer Crowley oh, and really? uh, and Toki, um, and I was kind of flipping back between the two to like I, I liked Toki in theory better because i thought the hero power was like super interesting uh Uh, but in practice like i I mean i know you've you've tried uh her deck is terrible right um so i I decided to focus on uh crowley the cannoneer and uh eventually uh, today actually i pulled it off with him um it it was like it's just like in um what fucking dungeon run when you win your deck is is crazy like like it's it's like night and day comparing the deck you win with to like all the other times when you lost like my (laughs) deck i i had the um the passive to make your cannons deal an extra damage so they were doing two damage and then i had uh the passive to reduce the cost of a card in your hand by two mm-hmm. every time you fired a cannon. I didn't so, even see that one. That one's crazy. Yeah, I know. I, I didn't start seeing it until like today. And uh, I, I pick it up every time. Cause that's just, I mean, you spend mm-hmm. two mana to fire your cannons and then boom discount. And uh, so there would be turns like later in the game where I'd get my positioning just right. And I would cannon kill something like 
I would have a handful of cards I couldn't play. Right. But then I would cannon a full board of minions that turn, and then all the stuff in my hand is like super cheap. Yeah, it's that's so, awesome. Yeah, it, like it was insane tempo. So it was it was kind of a a rush based. Um, I wouldn't say like aggro, but definitely like pretty pretty tempo. Like I had some bone mares. I had a brand bronze oh, beard. Wow. Um, yeah, it was a, like a very very tempo just board board crushing uh very minion centric sort of uh sort of deck and uh it like you kind of just had to like hold out against uh what was his name godfrey you kind of just have to like hold out against godfrey and like just get his shit under control and just kind of win that attrition game mm-hmm. um and then eventually like it's just it's too much when you when you're discounting like all this stuff in your hand and just firing cannons over and over and over. And like, you'll have that one big Epic turn where you use extra powder and then your cannons yeah, would be like five. Cool. Yeah. And it's just like, goes, 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 go. And so, yeah. And there's a lot of, a lot of interesting builds that probably work with him. Like I didn't have made it in the lake, but that would have been crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's a lot you can do with it, but that for me, the best build was, extra damage on the cannons and reduced mana cost when you fire. Like if you don't get cannon synergy with him, you're not going to win. Like, <laughs> and, and it's totally possible that that will happen. Like I've had so many runs where I didn't get a single thing that like buffed my cannons. And I was like, right. what am I going to do with this? Like bad mage hero power. Like this is, you know, lame. So, well, I mean, yeah, I guess it's always better than the mage hero power though because you can position it in between two minions and it'll fork and deal its damage to both um so yeah yeah but yeah i I actually really like the cannoneer um i i actually beat uh beat the whole run my first time through with cannoneer like while i was still like you know learning how to use it and stuff i honestly think that it has the potential to be the most broken like I didn't even yeah. get the uh, the one that where you shoot and it discounts the cards in your hand. I did get the one where it was more damage. Yeah, and there was like one other component of my cannon that was upgraded. Like I can't remember. I want to say it was like reduced cost to one to use it. Did you get the guy um, who who? Well, there's a guy that summons a cannon, and then okay. there's a guy that fires your cannon when I got he attacks. the firing guy yes, i never even good. saw a guy because I, I, that was my next question i was like there has to be a way to get a second cannon i'm sure but i never yeah. i never got access to it so i i went through right. the whole game with one cannon and all the cards yeah. are like fire your cannons and i'm like what am i doing wrong I only <laughs> yeah. have the one. like what? all of them yeah. like what all of yeah. them all of them so he's like i think he's potentially the most fun but he might be like the most like skill intensive because you really have to plan your turn out well, yeah, I mean, positioning is huge. So. Yeah, and then and then knowing you're going to fire the cannon, you 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 know what's going to die, then you know what position they're going to be in. Yes. Uh, yeah. So you yeah, you really have to like plan out your whole turn with him. Yeah. So he was he was a lot of definitely uh like he was a fun puzzle to solve. Mm-hmm. I, mean, uh, I feel that me. way generally speaking about all four of them in different ways. Like I I was glad that it's kind of like a fun mini game for each individual class like none of them are particularly straightforward and just like easy to play Um, definitely you know like you can do some crazy stuff with like discovering multiple copies of 
you know, stuff like Sinister Strikes or whatever with um, with Tess. And then I actually think probably even more so skill-based than, than the Cannoneer is uh, Toki, Time Tinkerer. Because you have to figure out, like, you know, did you get, like, do you want to risk getting better RNG? Or is that RNG, like, good enough that you got that time? And, like, yeah, what sequence do you play your cards in, like, so that you can, you know, get the best outcome and everything? Uh, I've been having a hard time with Toki mainly because of, well, oh, let me back up. I, I have beaten it with the Cannoneer and with the Houndmaster. And um, yeah. the Houndmaster, I did twice to beat that one. I beat my first run through with the Cannoneer, and I got really close with Tess, and some dumb crap happened on, like, Boss 7 or something. I can't even remember what it was, but I was so mad. Um, but the hardest one for me so far has been Toki, because... Same. Uh, it, it's not even that, like, I think that she's weak or, or whatever, but I keep running into... number. My number five boss is always... What, what is it called? Like Azelina? Azelina Soul Thief? Yes. And oh, I think she's what is number that six. No, she's but... been number five for me. Really? Yeah. Huh. They can, like, I think it's just like Dungeon Run where they can pop up right. in different locations. Yeah. And like maybe yeah, yeah. my deck's just like, like she's like undercutting me before I get like the cards that I would need to stabilize against her. But like, like, oh my God, it's like Baku Paladin, like on steroids as if it needed to be any stronger, like two mana to make oh, yeah. three wisps. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Like, I'm, I'm sitting here and just like, I can't even understand like how this is fair to begin with. And then I had one game where I've actually managed to stabilize and I had picked up the passive, the field medical kit or whatever, where like. I get healed and all my shit gets healed every turn. And I was like basically yeah. like slowly outvaluing with that and like hanging on. And like finally my minions were surviving like past where they were being able to trade. And I had just stuck a buffed um, uh, Flame Waker to the board, which was a 3-5. Yeah. And, they, and they had it, there was like three power on her board. It was like two wisps and another like piece of crap. And I was like finally... I, I'm stable, like, there's no way you're gonna get out of control with all these cheap spells in my hand and this buff Flame Waker. I'm like, yes, I, I, I won. This is over. And yeah. I, I had yet, like, I'd fought her, like, three or four times at this point already, like, with yeah. other heroes and with Toki herself. And I'm like, okay, so we're good. And I had never seen the, uh, the stupid spell that lets you steal the crap, which yep. bad cam just said something about it in chat. Actually. Yes. The bitch who steals your shit. Yes. It, <laughs> I was just like, yeah, what are you going to do about this? Cause you know, like basically I had him in the position that you want to get like a paladin in, you know, where, where you finally like have their shit under control. I'm like, yeah, there's no coming back for you. And that's just like, boop, two wisps die. There goes my flame waker and my other buff minion. And I'm just like, I lost. I can't believe that. That her doing it to two wisps was enough, but I guess like if you were like totally out of shit, yeah, at that point, it was like a game of yeah. attrition up to that point. Dude, she did that shit to me with a full board of wisps, and and I I lost everything. Right, and, but I think that was during my cracked out um, Crowley run, right. where I was just like, I don't give a fuck. Extra power, boom, 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 right, boom, right. boom. Yeah, it just it didn't matter, but. Um, not that that was an easy match, but mm -hmm. I, I, you know, you get, but yeah, no, she's, she's awful. Like uh, just the fact. Yeah. And, and she can do it on one turn. She can like, you can ca have her wisps totally under control and she can just summon like a full board of them and use that spell 
and it's yeah. just like goodbye everything you love yeah it, it, it's it's honestly like uh i i haven't felt like any particular fights were unfair like the uh like i always complained about i called her flummox bitch uh, yeah, back flummox in bitch. Uh, dungeon run days because it, it it said a random enemy like steal a random enemy minion but i swear to god it was steal the one that you want <laughs> because every single time you remember you were watching me when i had that board full of just like piss ant minions like dudes and and just like really just low cost like doesn't matter at all crap and i had a big buffed to hell lanessa that's and, right and i'm like i'm like all right well there's gonna be a flummox this turn but it's so low a chance that it's gonna steal it and Boom! Just takes my Lanessa. Like, yeah, and I, I'm getting that that feeling of unfairness from Azelina. Like I didn't even get it from like Glinda Crowskin. Like I, I beat her. Um, it was a tough fight, but I never felt like it was unfair. And that was like mm-hmm. the, the final boss, you know. And, yeah. Uh, just like a matchup against Azelina, I'm like, you just you have infinite value. It's insane. Oh yeah, it's it's like I'm always torn with with her like. Do I try to keep the board under control or do I just go for it? Because mm-hmm. she, at the end of the day, she's always going to outvalue you. Um, mm-hmm. She she doesn't, I'll tell you one weakness is she doesn't play incredibly intelligently. Right. It's like, like bad AI. Yeah. Yeah. Like she drops, I'll, she'll drop like six wisps and then a knife juggler. And I'm just like, right. good thing you're stupid. <laughs> Cause that would have been bad. Um, so yeah, she, but I agree. Like, as far as like what's what's the most fresh in my mind as being very frustrating, it's definitely Azelina. Yeah, she's just like she just always has something. Like, oh, I got under control, and then she's like seven wisps, and then you're like, oh god, I can't do anything to this board this turn. I hope that's not a competitive spirit, and then <laughs> and you're just like, fuck. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's so. Yeah. Yeah, I agreed. Mean, yeah, she's she's a bitch. The nature of of how those dungeon run type mecha- like games are always going to go, though, it just comes so down to what you're offered up to that point. Mm-hmm. Because like with Toki, you can get offered like with like uh, board wipes and stuff, you know. But like you could also not. You you could like yeah. have this like real you know high rng thing because they really try to push that on toki because it synergizes with their hero power even though it's not actually increasing your odds to get anything good it's just giving you another shot at it um so yeah i don't know i I've, yeah I've, toki's interesting kind of like you know and i get sick of waiting through the animation of like taking my second turn i know there are like times when i'm like it would probably be better to do this but i don't want to rethink through this entire turn so i'm just gonna let it go like you know what uh you know what i love about her hero power is uh i i do a lot of stupid things in hearthstone uh, and it's, it's the undo button you always it's, need it's the undo button like today oh man so uh i for my build with her and i'm currently on boss seven and i just beat azelina with her so Hopefully this is like I'm gonna take it home. Um, maybe we can do that after the show, actually. Yeah, but, yeah, we should have some time. Uh, I don't think the show's gonna go too terribly long today, so we'll probably do some monster hunt after this. Yeah. So with Toki, I have uh, the thing that copies the first spell you play in a turn mm-hmm. with random targets. But I mean, you can really abuse that. Like I'll 
I'll do uh, Unstable Portal. And if I don't like the minions and I'll reverse time and do it again and I get two minions that are discounted or I'll do it with Primordial Glyph and it's like kind of the same thing. Yep. Um, get two copies of it. Um, I can like I can double Blizzard, um, which is insane. I also picked up the uh, the like midnight clock or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's destroy a random enemy minion for two mana and it's got echo. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's a good one. And I, I have a ton of secrets. I think I have three or four mad scientists. Okay. Like, and, and then, oh, and I also have three or four of the four mana two, two that uh, lets you discover a secret and put it into play. Oh, so you got a lot of secret action going Yeah, on. so so a lot of secret action just kind of keeping my ass alive with her. Just, um, yeah, it just goes to show you that, that things can get so different just based off of what random buckets of cards you're offered because I've yeah. never even been offered any secret synergy with Toki. Mm. Like, I didn't even know she got any. You know what I mean? Because, like, everything I'm getting is, like, is, like, random spells and, like, big spells and stuff. Actually, the one game, the one where I got undercut by Azelina too early, um, I had an insane deck where I got the the, the scepter, the summoning scepter that mm-hmm. makes minions that cost more than five cost five or whatever. Yeah. And then um, I had four arcane giants in the deck which which work just like they do in wild with naga sea witch where they become five mana and then get further discounted by every spell you play so like i would be like i'd like portal on two and like have a fuck and like do another spell and then have a giant on four you know what i mean and then like another giant another giant like like azelina doesn't give a shit about that right because she just (laughs) goes around it so she can just take them but um, cool. yeah, take take them and stuff. But um, the way that I beat, um, uh, I think it was Glinda with Houndmaster ended up being really funny. Have you played Glinda yet? I beat it with Houndmaster. I just I can't remember that fight. Right? Is it always consistently the same thing? Like, yeah, it's the same cause, because because it's like a it's like a story boss. Right. So okay. they each have like it's always Lord Godfrey with uh, Crowley. Okay. Yeah, yeah. she has the. Um, the the cards that are six threes that draw a card and shuffle themselves back into her deck. She's got two copies of those, and then she's got two copies. That's right. Yeah. Then she's got two copies of a spell that transforms one of your minions into one of those and takes control of it. That's right. That's right. So she ends up with a total of four in the deck mm-hmm. as like as like an um automatic um like fatigue, you know. Uh, yeah kind of thing yeah uh but what i ended up actually doing just because i knew i would never be able to actually clear the board and deal her damage just the way that my deck was or whatever i got in this really strange position where i kept being able to clear the board and that's it but Mm -hmm. i kept leaving alive cult masters because yes she was not murdering the cult masters on my minions she was keeping them alive so i was forcing her to draw two cards for every minion that died i did Um, the same thing yeah Yeah. i burned one of the the cards that um shuffles itself back in which helped a lot one of them she couldn't draw it and it burned that helped a lot and i was just sitting there waiting as i got deeper and deeper into my deck to draw the card that um i got from one of the bosses that reduces all enemy minions attack to one and then takes control of them i did the same thing but i didn't draw it dude (laughs) i didn't draw it i was in the bot i had four cards left in my deck 
and I hadn't drawn it. And I was like, this is my win condition. Why can't I draw this card and I win? Yeah. And uh, so what ended up actually happening was bad AI because mm-hmm. I actually eventually ended up, uh, I think she traded off her own cult master. And then for two turns in a row, instead of playing one of the six threes that made her immune and would shuffle back in, she played spells and died from fatigue. And like, wow. we're talking serious fatigue. She took 18 points and then 19 <gasps> and died. Oh. That's how deep into fatigue I got her. It wow. was so funny. Yeah, I, I actually, I also killed her with fatigue with, with yeah. Shaw. And uh, I was also abusing Cult Master to make her draw yeah. multiple cards a turn and then have to take fatigue damage. And I, I also stole <laughs> one of the one of the dudes. And so he was in my deck. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that may, maybe that's the way it has to happen. I don't know, but I, I was getting <laughs> so mad because I was like, all I need to do is draw that spell, steal all of her copies of that card, and then there's no more fatigue protection. And, and I'm fine. But I just never drew the card, but actually managed to pull out the win anyway. So that was cool. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, yeah. Bad AI, I, uh, though. I, I kind of almost felt like I stole fight. it, but I, I deserved it. Whatever. What was the uh, what was the final fight with with Tess? You know, that was the first one I did. And I, I I'm, I'm actually looking it up right now. I don't now. think I got to it. Yeah. I, I died on the bog shaper on seven because. Um, oh, you haven't fought Tess. No, um, I, I have, sorry, you haven't. You I haven't, haven't gotten to the boss, Tess. like the final boss. Yeah, of Tess. No, I haven't because I was doing really well um, with Tess. I, I was one turn away from lethal because I had the dude who's like more insane spell power than Malagos. Like you charge him up. Like every time you play a spell, you get plus three more spell damage. Yeah, and I kept. There was really good damaging spells in the pool, like um, Sinister Strike and um, Dark Bomb, and I was just like nuking the face on on uh, boss number seven, whatever it was. And he plays uh, a Sylvanas that was gotten off of a shallow grave digger. So that was even that was tilting in and of itself. And I was like, okay, there's no there's not enough power on board for him to murder, like to kill Sylvanas, because I didn't want to take the chance of losing my spell power guy. So I just went all face and was like, Sylvanas will live through this turn because there's nothing with five attack and mm-hmm. there's no chance that he'll have to steal my spell power minion and I win. So what fucking happens? He plays Feign Death. Oh. And what, what fucking minion does he steal? Out of the three minions I have, he steals the spell power. Motherfucker. Jesus. I know. I was so mad, dude. And I lost. Yeah. So, uh... The uh, the test final boss is yeah. a uh, he's a Kingsbane guy. Oh God! Yeah. Interesting. So you have that to look forward to. Great. Yeah. I don't know. His I hero like power it actually been... it actually draws a weapon from his deck, and it's and only Kingsbane, the only one. That's so stupid. yeah, he was he was tough, but I think I got I think I beat Tess on my second time through or something. She was the first one I got. Um. But yeah, it was. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Dungeon Run. I like the cleverness of the treasures Not in this Dungeon one. Run. Monster it's Hunt. Monster Hunt. Monster Hunt. Monster Hunt. Um, I like the cleverness of the different treasures that you can get, like the passives and and like the actives are a lot of fun this time around. Like I really like Tess's one where you pick a weapon from her arsenal and equip it. Oh, I never got to do that. Really? 
Oh, yeah. it's, it's infinite weapons, dude, because the the spell goes back into your hand, and it's not echo, oh. but like it stays there forever. Yeah, and you have wow. a choice of three different weapons. One of them is like a cleaving type minion clearing weapon. I can't remember what its stats are, but one of them is just like a straightforward face weapon. It's a four two. Two mm. mana four two infinite two Jesus. mana four twos. Jesus, I, I ended up dealing so much damage with that. And then there's one that you can combo better with um, if you have weapon um, buffing. But I never did, so I never picked it. But it's a one eight wind fury. Oh yeah. So if you got um, like deadly poisons and crap, you could really, really start rocking the face with that. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, that's cool. I you know or one after, four or something. I can't remember. After anyway. I beat them all, I. I probably will still go back and like tinker with some of them because yeah. it's just fun. I did that with dungeon run. Some I'd be like, you know what? I'm just in the mood for dungeon run and uh, druids, my lowest level class right now. So I'm going to try to get druid to level 60 by doing dungeon run. This will only take a year. <laughs> <laughs> Cause you get no XP, but uh Right yeah i'll probably go back and revisit monster hunt even when i'm done but i'm excited to see like the the final toki fight and the, obviously the hagatha fight uh i have no idea what to expect there so yeah me either that, that'll be interesting i hope it's actually pretty tough you know yeah um something and, and hopefully it's just I, I really want it to be just the fight with hagatha you know not having to go through like a whole series it would be nice if, if it's just like one big bad and you know if you lose you can just queue right back up for it and get right back in there i i'd, I'd appreciate yeah. that i wonder who you like i wonder who you play as and i wonder what kind of deck you build like yeah yeah i, I mean I'm, I'm, we could know by now you know just looking it up or whatever yeah. but i want to save it that's why that's why we don't know we're both kind of people like i want to experience it myself for the first time you know oh for sure up so like no matter how stuck i get on any of these i'm not gonna look up like a guide yeah exactly. like you know like mm-hmm. you know that's how we did uh that's how we always did the heroic bosses god you remember when we were grinding the uh the adventure heroics for like months dude yes like now like, they always talk about the replayability of these of their new style of single player content with um that they implement with uh expansions instead of adventures but the, it's nothing compared to the replayability of the old adventures unfortunately like not that you were always having a good time let me let me put <laughs> that in there because they were fucking hard and like frustratingly hard yes but there's nothing that even comes close to the level of how hard stuff like chromagus or nefarian were oh my god Chrom- <laughs> i think chromagus was the one i was uh yeah he was one of my big roadblocks i can't even remember how i beat chromagus yeah it was some mage deck where i i don't know i just somehow i cheated uh, that's like how that i felt one. every time i won <laughs> yeah. i was like oh my god i got rng and i cheated like that that's basically how i felt kelthazad was hands down like he he may not have been the most challenging but i feel like he was the most memorable because right. he had like he had the banter and like he did that shit where he's just like no it's my turn now that was dude don't even <laughs> talk to me about that because i can't fucking stand that when what he would do for people who never got to do the old next ramus uh, adventure raid thing is when you're finally fighting on it, the, the game was super easy to just play through to get the cards like just on normal mode or whatever but then you could play back through it on what they called heroic for a card back and just for the challenge of it and when you played kelthazad um 
on the heroic mode like just, a, just aside from the fact that his deck is absolutely bonkers and like completely implausible like just the power level of it yeah he it was random so you couldn't plan on it he would end your turn in the middle of it he would reach the fuck over and hit the end turn button <laughs> like while you're trying to think yep and like and that's no. it your turn is over yeah it's my but turn has, now it's like he has that like, banter like uh he had a unique um a unique dialogue with every single uh classes mm-hmm. like intro saying and my yeah. favorite my favorite was valera's because she's like <laughs> watch your back and he goes okay i will <laughs> yeah he's like super <laughs> super sarcastic and just like fucking like se- like a selfish brat is how he came across like every yeah. time you like when you got him low he'd like start complaining kind of like we yeah. do you know like and, and you know he would like end your turn it's like like imagine playing a game of hearthstone against like donald trump this is basically <laughs> this is basically what you were trying to do and, yeah. <laughs> oh my god god Good, good times, good times. But we were talking about Monster Hunt, though. So. <laughs> right. Well, you know, it's maybe this can be our uh, our single player uh, episode, single player roundup, single player in Hearthstone. Yeah, honestly, like I, I think that the game gained something and lost something when they when they phased out adventures because the it's cool and all that that the single player content that they release with expansions is now free. Like, that's really mm. awesome because I know they put a lot of work into it and it's all totally free content for a free game. It's very cool. But it's not to the same level of fun and replayability and just like, you know, good stories like that we have. You know, it doesn't have that same weight to it. So, yeah, I agree. Um, you know, one thing that's worth mentioning is like when you play against these um, these dungeon run and, and monster hunt bosses, um they like they obviously do really broken stuff and like your deck is like pretty broken but you have like a lot of garbage in there and mm-hmm. you you can't really control fully what's going in your deck i mean honestly mm-hmm. you have very little control you you have a choice between three predetermined packages of cards so uh the the choice is extremely limited and what was so bonkers about those adventure heroic bosses was you would go in, you would see their deck what and what they do, and then you could build a, any deck you wanted out of any cards you had. Mm-hmm. You could you had a complete freedom to make whatever you could make to specifically right. counter that motherfucker. But it's a freedom <laughs> and a restriction at the same time, though, when you compare it directly to Dungeon Run and Monster Hunt, because you get overpowered shit to deal back to the enemy. And the way that you yeah. used to have to do it in Adventures is you had to do it within the confines of a, of a regular game of Hearthstone. Mm-hmm. Like, that, you had that's to use, why it was cool. Yeah, you had to use a deck that you could fight against another player. You know, like you yeah. didn't have these cards that stole your entire your po- opponent's entire board or, you know, silence their minion and summon a 10-10 version of it. And, you know, you didn't yeah. have any of that. Like, you just went in there with your good old... Like, you know, you yeah. had to build it specifically to beat them. Don't get me wrong. It was like yeah. be the weirdest deck and you would never play it against anyone else because, you know, it's just specifically targeting certain mechanics. But it was cool. But, you know, at the same time, also, that that even of in and of itself was more restricting because you needed to have a big card pool. 
um, to participate in the adventures. Because if you didn't, then you might not have like the correct cards that would allow you to get an edge. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like Alex Straza was insane against half the bosses until they figured out they started like they needed to start giving half the bosses uh, health as armor. Armor, yeah. Yeah, because back then it was just like they'd give the the enemy like 60 health and you'd be like, yeah, I'll just deal you 45 damage. With, yeah, with Alex Straza. With Alex Straza, so. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and and I didn't have her uh, through right. like most of my mm-hmm. my my uh, yeah adventure uh, heroic adventure clearing career. But I actually, I guess a lot of people got got that experience out of um, Lich King because uh-huh. he was because that was free, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he was. Uh, yeah, he was a he was like a heroic level boss. You had to it was only him that was like ultra hard. Right. But you had to fight him with all all nine classes. Yes. Um, and you, you know, you got to build your deck however you want and then when you realized Murlocs were overpowered, then uh then Yeah, you know, that was that. weird. That was that that really upset me kind of when it was like, "Oh yeah, all you got to do to beat Lich King is just play Murlocs." So, yeah. that that was kind of like, "What?" Yeah, it definitely kind of took away from it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, single player content is fun. It is, and it's a good it's a good component. But I know as soon as I beat Hagatha, I probably won't go back. I know you were saying that you might, but I rarely go back once I like achieve the thing that can mm-hmm. be achieved. You know, so well there there are certain things like I even kind of want to go back to uh, Dungeon Run because of the you can't assemble the sword of Queldalar and I want to see if I can get it like oh, I don't know what two like blade shards or whatever does that yeah. do something it like does, apparently it does so, yeah like yeah. I want to see what that does yeah um so you know it's in little things like you were saying like Tess has like a arsenal card and I, I never got that and that sounds yeah. fun like that sounds like something I'd want to try mm-hmm. um or like beat them in a different way like I really wanted a uh, to do quest mage uh as toki because it fits her theme of it like does. yeah i just never feel like they give you enough you you mm-hmm. need so much random spell generation for, to mm-hmm. make that work you know yeah I, I tried it a lot and and this current run i'm on where i have where i'm on like boss seven uh i don't have it so mm-hmm. well we'll see but yeah i don't know it's it is uh, they, they claim it's like okay it's got you know it's got replayability and it's like well sure like you can mm-hmm. do the same thing over and over again like no one's stopping <laughs> you but right. uh yeah it, and it's challenging so it might take you a while to clear it but once you do clear it it's like well i mean how replayable is it yeah really? like, how satisfying seen, is it i've already seen like a ton of people who have like the reward card back and stuff so i know that's happening but um it's cool. It's nice that it's out. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying to look sideways at Roaming Otaku's message here because it's a spoiler about Queldalar, and I want to delete it. Wait, where are you seeing this in the chat? In the chat. My chat must not be updating because it is empty for me. I don't know how to delete comments. I just won't look. <laughs> Why you no work, chat? Anyway. Yeah, mine mine did something. Well, anyway, um, this is a podcast. So what's what's chat? Um, what's chat? Uh, where where are we? Uh, Monster Hunt. Yeah, I guess that's about uh, 
that's about all there there is to say. Yeah, I guess I don't really have anything else to say about it other than I'm just still really mad about what happened to my amazing Tess deck that I was totally destroying people with. You must I'm get mad. vengeance. You I, must I get must. vengeance. I, but I'm already in another test run, and I just don't like my deck as much. You know what I mean? Because I didn't get the same stuff. I was like, I, I know. Wanted, I wanted that stuff that I had. Yeah, I know. I hate that like, when you have one that you a deck you really like, and then you you don't win with it. And it's yeah. like, man, now I gotta like hope I get that good stuff again. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway. Um, anyway. Yeah, that's basically, I mean, I've I've been doing some ladder. Um, I got kind of discouraged because the deck that I chose to play, like usual, um, fell like, you know, a a bazillion slots down in power level or whatever based on other matchups. The control mage thing. Right. I could feel the shift when it happened, too. Like, I didn't even Mm -hmm. look at a list or anything like a new meta list um i was just like i'm not winning anymore and it's really bad like like i don't even have a chance like something's changed you know what i mean yeah so i could actually kind of feel that shift in the meta and then i i sure enough like when i got around to it i went and looked and and it went from slot one in tier two to like several slots down in tier three and i'm just like wow yeah it's bad but anyway, so we are going to talk a little bit about just like the meta shift that has occurred, even if it's kind of a slight one, because the top dogs are still the top dogs. Um, and also that we are getting a new event coming around, um, the uh, Noble Garden event, um, which is like the Easter thing. So uh, let's talk about that stuff in our new segment. All right. What's happening? Gadgets and Gazette always gets the scoop. Time is money, friend. Keep it quick, kid. I ain't got all day. So basically, uh, the Noble Garden event, um, it it, it feels kind of weird. You know, we're always talking about this. It's like, well, Easter was like a month ago now, you know. Um, But this is the Easter event um, because they follow the the Warcraft calendar of... uh, you know holidays and stuff which yeah i th- I, I used just, to think that warcraft synced up with like real holidays but does that's what i was not? gonna say i yeah. thought I, yeah i thought noble i thought they all synced right up mm-hmm. I, I don't know what's what's gotten into them man they're they just don't know what to do you know we got this uh this april halloween expansion in hearthstone yeah you know it's like it's are weird. you guys aware of like the earth calendar like have you heard, like have you heard of no it before? team five <laughs> is just shut in a building with no windows and no natural light <laughs> and they're just like forced to make cards forever so they they're like uh maybe it's halloween let's make a halloween set it's like, and yeah, then, you know, it's, it's, you know, like May, June, July, like the spooky months, you know, where everything's dark and, and evil. That's what I think of when I think of spring and summer. Uh-huh, yeah, it is. It is horrible, horrible, evil time. But yeah, so Noble Garden is coming around and uh, there's going to be a special tavern brawl for it. I think this starts, by the way, in uh, six days is when the event goes live. So yeah, it's log always in. what Wednesday, yeah. Yeah, so log in and you'll get a free golden egg napper and devil sore egg. That you can disenchant. Presumably because they have egg in the name. I I, I would have to imagine that's <laughs> and that's then why. there will be an egg dying tavern brawl where you so will you have make some eggs die. Yeah. No. Yeah. 
No, like literally, I think they made like a book. Like I was reading a little bit about it, and and your deck will have these cards that literally dye the egg colors, and and somehow the victory will lie within that mechanic. Okay, well, <laughs> sounds um, wow. So, you know, if you didn't get enough Easter on Easter. Dude, you know, I can't. Honestly, how does one get enough Easter? Let me tell you, there's there. I can't think of one holiday with a more fun or delicious tradition than coloring hard boiled eggs like oh. I can eat so many hard boiled eggs. You know, I just um, I drink some some vegetable oil, so my throat's <laughs> my throat's nice and greased up, and uh, I just I just swallow them whole. You know, just <laughs> just you know, like, right you down know the what hatch. I'm thinking of is Gaston right now. Yeah, from, uh, <laughs> I eat ten dozen eggs every, every morning to help me get large. This yeah. is the musical edition of the Salty yeah. Dog Podcast. This is the single player musical edition of the Salty Dog Podcast. <laughs> All right, so, so Noble Garden, uh, check it out. Yeah, it's going to be awesome, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so anyway, looking at the meta, um, last couple shows, you know, of course, things have been getting shaken out. The set hasn't been out that much, and we've been saying a lot of, oh, yeah, you know, try anything. Everything is viable. Well, that that time period's already coming somewhat <laughs> to a close here. Uh, the meta is definitely stabilizing, and uh, none of it is surprising at this point um mm-hmm. basically as the meta is you know settling paladin warlock are just way way out ahead as far as win rates um deck power levels uh, matchups and um and uh the representation on ladder like uh there's it's almost 18 percent of all ladders made up of paladins at this point it's crazy yep and then right behind that unsurprisingly is warlock at 17.7 percent of, of all ladder uh most of that focused into cube warlock just a little bit of control in zoo uh, mm-hmm. Mainly because Cube Warlock is an insanely powerful deck with a lot of good matchups and can even win its unfavorable matchups if it gets insane, you know, synergies early on. Yeah. Um, so none of that is is surprising at all. Um, nope. It's it's pretty it's <laughs> no pretty unfortunate surprised. that uh, the the classes that were way out ahead before. Uh, you know, um, what is this expansion? The Witchwood came the Witchwood. out are also still the best classes and the most played classes. Um, but there are there are some other ones that are, are seeing play. Druid is still really good. 15.7% of ladder is made up of druids, most of them spiteful druids, which, yep. just like the other decks, um, you know, has this insanely high deck power level potential. You know, if, you're hit, if you hit Spiteful Summoner on six, five or six, depending on if you have coin, uh, or you know mana ramp early or whatever uh, with the uh, little three one dudes I think they're in the the deck um, and hit that uh, what's it called ultimate infestation get a ten yeah. drop you know we we've talked and talked about spiteful summoner yeah. but uh, definitely druid um, abusing the fuck out of it right now mm-hmm. uh, and taunt druid also um, is is a little less than half of uh, you know what druid players are playing that one has a lot fewer. Um, 
uh, favorable matchups. Um, it's also a little bit of a clunky deck. You actually usually end up having to naturalize your own Hadronox just because there's so much transform and silence. Yeah. And um, I mean, if you if you pull it off, it gets really strong because then you get you know infinite Hadronox value off a of Witching Hour and just you know cubing it, and it just never goes away. But um, I think that it's it's just a little bit harder to pull off with a little bit less of a powerful effect than most of these other decks have yeah i i would agree it's that's a lot that's a lot of setup yeah there's there's a lot more setup that goes into it and the effect is still not even as good as just getting a 10 drop on six you know what i mean right or and you like, know. like q block which is trying to do a similar thing kind of kind of goes about its business more casually more efficiently uh, yeah, yeah and they have better tools to stay alive and then uh it's it's also you know resummoning a whole board of taunt minions you've had in the game doesn't automatically secure you victory but cubing uh, doom guards and killing the cubes and rushing your face for 20 does so it sure does or even <laughs> even when it's uh, you know two plus void lords yeah exactly you basically the- just hadronoxed anyway so fuck do I do about that yeah so yeah. Um, yeah. but uh, pulling up behind druid is rogue rogues do it from behind um, hey. 13.2% of ladder is made up of rogues and Odd Rogue is the most uh, played out of that. Um, there are a lot of different um, rogue archetypes right now. Odd Rogue is a lot of fun. I played some of that myself. I like getting the 2-2 dagger. It's pretty fun uh, with the uh, the 3 mana 4-4 four, four, because you can always attack. That thing's really awesome. The, uh, the hench, hench yeah, clan clogger. Yeah. But I think right now um, there's a really good opportunity for playing some quest rogue because I... I have seen how efficient Quest Rogue is really at completing the quest these days, and um, they have really good matchups against control decks. And um, at, like we're going to talk about in a second, Control Priest is a little bit on the rise right now. Cube Warlock and Control Warlocks also um, have a hard time with Quest Rogue. So I might actually even mess around with it myself, but I'm a little worried just about the dominance of Paladin on ladder and just feeling like I'll just lose to that over and over. Yeah, this that that feeling when you get what you asked for. Yeah, here I am, like, <laughs> oh no, everyone hates Paladin again, <laughs> again. So um, it's uh, uh, go go on. I just I want to talk about the the number one Paladin deck. Oh okay, uh, uh, I'll just I'm just gonna yeah. finish a quick run through of how things have changed. Um, Control Priest is is a new ish archetype that's kind of like evolved out of that that mind blast priest they were calling it for a little while that just um no real synergies with the mind blast as far as like doubling it with Velen or anything but just trying to get that 10 damage reach and finish you off with shadow reaper that's still like the game plan for this control priest deck is to kill you with the mind blast and the shadow reaper value um but it's just replaced a lot of the cards with stuff to just survive you know you're talking about like divine hymns and um just all those really you know, healing cards and stuff like that. So, yeah, um, that's one I might try just because I'm always interested in checking out what priest is doing, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, you know, tier lists are, they, you can, you should only take them with a grain of salt, right. honestly. Yes. Like there's always player skill and mm-hmm. like knowledge and familiarity uh, with, with the cards and with, you know, with the meta, and with your class um and you know the the percentage of like 
when, when you look at like a like a tier one deck it's like oh it wins like 57 percent of the time and it's like well that's not that much higher than like 50 percent you know it's not that much higher than winning half the time so uh there, there's a lot of variables there and these are all just these are all just averages so you know it, just believe in believe in yourself believe in the hearth of the cards yep and uh you know you could probably pull ahead with you know another good but not tier one deck yeah Yep, they're definitely, I, I you know, they're not trying. hard and fast rules, you know, if you want to try to use a class or whatever. But the, the thing is, is, like, I like to look at tier decks to see what people are going to be playing a shitload of. So mm-hmm. if you want to try to make your own deck right now, it has to be able to deal with, like, endless boards of tokens that are going to get buffed. It has to be able to handle a 10-drop on turn 6. Because these are yep. things that you're going to face against. And, like, when, when you play against, uh, when you're playing on ladder and you don't get a ban and you don't get to know what you're going to queue up against, you have to have a deck that just can cover so many different areas. Um, yeah. You know, you have to have something that can, has really great single target removal, but also can deal with huge swarm boards. Um, and I think that's, like, one of the main problems. You know, these really specific decks that, like, are really great against control or really great against like a taking out big minions. They're, they're never, they're not going to cover enough ground. I think that's why control mage is kind of suffering right now because they have the board right. wipes and they have single target removal. But if you get one and not the other, um, because you never have a board, you're so reliant on your draws and your spells and like, which yeah. ones like the difference between having a blizzard on six against, um, you know, odd paladin, or a blizzard against spiteful druid instead of a meteor you know or something like <laughs> yeah. like th- it, it's insane like you just you can never yeah. like be totally consistent so it's mainly the decks that can have the most consistency across no matter what you face yeah and that, that makes sense mm-hmm. um <clears throat> so this, this uh rank one legend paladin deck mm-hmm. uh was posted a couple days ago by fire who is a korean uh pro hearthstone player mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's it's a little different than the even paladin that we've seen, and I think the fact that this deck hit number one is why the the meta has kind of shifted in the direction that it did because people are like, oh, look at this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know they're trying. And there's 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 some interesting shit in here. Um, first of all, there's one copy of a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. and that is. Aside from legendaries, uh, that's not something you see in Hearthstone a lot. Like you've you've got one copy of Dry Gulch Jailer, mm-hmm. uh, one copy of Sarnite Chain Gang, one copy of Avenging Wrath, and also Dino Size. Yeah, is that to hit? No, it's not to. Uh, it's not a spiteful deck, right? Nope, it's okay. not a spiteful. When I saw Dino Size, I was like, oh shit, is this spiteful? But it's not because um, it. I mean, I guess it has to run a quality con- consecration. Blessing a king is called arms, so you can't really make it spiteful. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, some other interesting things in this deck. First of all, Amani Berserker in standard, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that's a crazy one. Yeah, like I don't know. You you can't undervalue um, a two three for two mana. Right. Like. Uh, they don't get played because they're usually fairly vanilla. Mm -hmm. Um, People, you know, people rather run a knife juggler 
uh, to get, you know, extra, extra value out of, out of the knives or loot hoarder to get cards or, you know, cards with abilities. Um, but Amani Berserker is, is an on curve, fully statted motherfucker. And he's mm-hmm. got a little bonus ability. Yep. So, uh, if you're restricted to, you know, only running two drops is the bottom of your curve, uh, Amani Berserker, I guess, you know, it's a pretty attractive option, uh, ca- using call to arms and pulling him out as there's no one sad about that. Yep. Um, Probably the most interesting, unexpected choice in this deck is Kane Bloodhoof. Karen Bloodhoof. Kane. (laughs) Kane Is uh, Karen Bloodhoof. Yeah. Who I have always seen as more of a value slash control type of card. Right. Um, Trying to exploit like his death rattle or just, you know, being a, a pest on the board and honestly power creep has kind of made him a little less effective Karen used uh, to be much more respected as as a minion and it was seeing play in control and I remember those days and I can tell you exactly why he doesn't see play in control anymore is because he comes down and he doesn't protect your ass from the vicious beating that aggro deck can give you these days (laughs) like there was a time in Hearthstone where you could play you could casually play a Karen in control and not die on six like yeah that those days are gone <laughs> but here he is in a in an aggro deck mm-hmm. uh i don't i guess maybe he's board white protection or i don't know he must just be a tech against against you know the meta you know like mm. i just i i would just go through and like look at other viable six drops like he might just be the best six drop they have access to right now well um, right but how many how many six drops do you need in a in an aggro paladin deck they're running they're running four. Uh, they have Avenging Wrath, Sunkeeper Terum, mm-hmm. Cairn, and Gen Greymane. So you obviously have to have Gen and probably right. Sunkeeper Terum. But like, I, I probably wouldn't put Avenging Wrath in this deck. But you know, I'm not a pro player, so it's, fuck do I know? Avenging Wrath has totally um, fucked me up before. I mean, it is eight damage for six man. I mean, you can generally probably clear the board, and then that's just really good. Um, like, I mean, whether you're using it to clear the board or you just use your minions to clear the board and then get six da- mana for eight damage to the face, like that's just good. Yeah. So I, yeah, I guess I guess it all has its uses. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just it's so weird when you you see the brainchild of someone that really knows what the fuck they're doing, and yes. yeah. and you look yeah. at it and you're like, I don't quite understand, and it just shows you how much you you don't know you know yes. yeah no i i feel the same way yeah it's like sometimes you see a card and you're like why this card you know yeah. like, why do you need this one um, like okay why one dry gold jailer why one serenite chain gang yeah. uh like uh, you know it's uh, lich king's in this deck i don't know if i would put lich king in an aggro even valid right. deck um good thing about even paladin this is just a little tangent is um you're not running divine favor so you're not super obligated to keep your curve down mm-hmm. um which is something i've always noticed with uh with paladin decks i've built that run divine favor is like leroy's got to top your curve and still half the time you're sitting there with a leroy and two kings in your hand and you're like i can't fucking divine favor <laughs> um so that is that is one upside to not being able to use divine favor is you can uh bump your mana curve up a bit but uh anyway i just thought this deck was interesting yeah no a lot of the decks have you know especially the ones that are using the even or odd restrictions they they are using cards that are just totally out of you know 
like some time period when you would just never think that they would be in standard, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so it, it actually, um, and I think I mentioned this in a previous show, uh, even odd decks are causing things to be in standard that would have never been yes. because the card pool is limited, which I think is really cool. It is cool. It is cool. Yeah, like, it's the same way that it encouraged deck diversity um, from Highlander decks. So Exactly. Like, you look at Amani Berserker and you say, there is nothing wrong with this card. Yeah. Like, you couldn't you couldn't give him one more attack you couldn't give him one more health you couldn't give him one more enrage damage you couldn't make him one less mana like he is as balanced as he can be yeah but he still doesn't get run but now he's in this deck so you know it's just cool to see see that happen fair cards don't get played in standard fair right when that's exactly what it is when it's a fair card like no one's gonna there's not a world where silverback patriarch gets run unless there's like a deck where it's like if you have a one four taunt beast uh win the game yeah exactly Uh, yeah (laughs) you know yeah but uh you know because that's not a fair card it's a stupid bad terrible card but amani berserker is a totally fair card but that never sees play either but that never sees play so exactly also vicious scale hide just kind of Scale hide, uh, vicious scale hide. He's the two mana one three lifesteal rush. Oh yeah, yeah. Just like totally unassuming card. Never would have thought it would see play, but it's been in decks since mm-hmm. the beginning, and now it's in a rank one legend deck. So, just, I guess that's I guess that's good. Right on. Yeah. Well, that's basically. I mean. That's all I really had to say about about standard. I mean, there are some um, mage decks kicking around, and like you will see priests, especially the new control priests uh, kind of thing on the rise. But um, you'll see some tempo mages. But for how much I played ladder, and uh, which which isn't like a terrible terribly long amount of time, but usually when I queue up, I'm facing a paladin, a warlock, or a druid. Um, yeah. And, you know, that gets a little old <laughs> after a while. Yeah. When, I mean, it's close to, you know, 50% of the ladder is three, da- three you know, mainly three archetypes. So that that's kind of yeah. that, you know, but that's usually where Hearthstone is. You know, sometimes you, you have a more diverse meta. Right now, I don't feel like it's incredibly, like, terribly diverse, which no, kind of sucks. Which is, it is a bummer. I, I think people might be... I think it ha- this happens where people ride hype waves like they see yeah. that number one. Mm-hmm. Just because it's being played a lot, it does not mean that it is the bee's knees. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean it's the end-all, beat-all best deck that it could be played in that meta or in that matchup. Like, yeah. there's, there's, always, there's always something else, and a lot of it is just trends. Yep. So, yep. And like, yeah, you, like you see like the I said, meta shift a lot, so... You gotta take it with a grain of salt. Yep, Absolutely. Or like a ton of salt, like we do. You, you, oh yeah, just an ocean, <laughs> a literal, a literal ocean of salt that we sail across. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get into our card creation challenge, which I think is next, yes, um, it will be next. We have just a teeny tiny bit of Q and A. Okay. Um, Dougie Fresh asks, "Will we have time to play against you guys?" Um, this maybe because we might do monster hunt yeah we are going to do some do games, viewer games. Uh, after yeah but uh we were we were kind of preliminarily talking about doing some monster hunt action but we'll we'll discuss that when we get to that point yeah uh then from aoricos 
Uh, he asks, if you could do a parody of a show or movie or game in Hearthstone, what would it be? And uh, I guess that would I guess that would be like maybe like an expansion in Hearthstone. That would or be even just on, like a card or something. Or a card, yeah, or a card game. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, and uh, I think I think he stipulated that we couldn't say Legacy of Kane. So, well, that uh, game can't be parodied anyway. So, cause no, there's nothing to make fun of. <laughs> you, you could make fun of the fact that there's there's literally one girl in the entire game. <laughs> the in, a, across five games, there's one female character, and she crosses Kane once, and he's like, "Okay, I'm killing you." <laughs> oh my god, that's true. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> uh, anyway, though, um, that's a really tough question. Like, especially like not only do you have to think of what to parody, but also how it would fit into the game of Hearthstone. Um, do you have an answer for this one? Well, my answer when someone asked what would you like to play a card game of was I'd like a I'd like a like World of Nintendo. Nintendo um, card game. So yeah, sort of card game. Um but maybe if it was just an expansion or just a like a parody. I think I think if you made an expansion that was parodying uh the current state of YouTube in twenty eighteen, uh. I think that would be really funny. Um I did make a Jake Paul card a long time ago oh, really? for the creation challenge. If you remember, I don't remember uh, that. It was it was the like the card that summoned boys. Oh, and, I do uh, remember that. And he was a fuck boy. Yeah. Yep, and, I uh, that. Yeah. And so I was hating on Jake Paul before it was super cool. But, uh... <laughs> the current state of YouTube. That's that's a good one. <laughs> that's a good one. Um. I don't know. I'd have to say maybe the current state of of American and world politics would be good. <laughs> yeah, that would be good. <laughs> I I've, I listen to too many like political podcasts and shit, and and it's just it, it's just so outlandish all the things that you hear and just like what news has become, and it's just it's yeah. a clown fiesta in and of its own right, and it's just it parodies itself. So <laughs> yeah, it is, it is a parody of itself. Um, mm-hmm. uh, our last question is from Kayoya. He said, yes, how hot do I set my oven for my question to be burning? Uh, this should be really easy for you to figure really out. Really obvious. Like, what other setting is there for an oven when you need to blaze something? Yeah, it's obviously 420. 420. That's so. how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> if you want your question to be burning, or even better, blazing... <laughs> Uh, said it's 420. Remember, we always used to cook our, our pizzas at 420, oh, even if yeah, the box was like, do that. set your oven to 450, and it's like, fuck you! Yeah. 420. <laughs> always. <laughs> How else uh, that does it? Lit? That does it for our, our very short, very short Q&A. Yes. So, yeah, that does bring us up to the card submission challenge, which is a part of our show that we do every week where we give you guys a prompt to create a Hearthstone card of, you know, specific specifications, whether it be, um, you know, make a weapon or make a minion that costs six mana or something. Uh, and Dookie gave us last week's, uh, which do you want to remind us what that was? Yeah, I did another annoying one, which is probably why we only got five submissions. <laughs> uh, I did. It was uh, design a, <clears throat> excuse me, design a hero 
hero or boss for monster hunt complete with hero power and up to two cards and or treasures to supplement them so mm-hmm. we got some good submissions we just didn't get many submissions yes yeah this time uh, we usually will pick six to highlight this time we only got five so everybody who sent in um default got in there but they are all really cool submissions um, and for those listeners that are not on uh twitch or uh that don't you know that don't don't catch us live or don't follow us on twitter uh just listen to the show this is a this is a call to arms if you will <laughs> get on that shit uh follow us on twitter at salty dog podcast if you don't want to do that you can email us at salty dog podcast at gmail.com email us your card creation submissions we would even if you're not here with us uh live when we go over them we would still love to see some new creations from people so yeah we love our dedicated card creators we always get some good content from you guys but it would be awesome if we could get some diversification so yeah let your friends know send in some cards tell your friends (laughs) um so i think we're ready to go ahead and see what we got this week yep let's do it let's do it prepare yourself for the ultimate test all right. Up first from Roaming Otaku, we have. Um, I like that you did the same thing that I did, and you picked a card like to go along with the theme of Monster Hunt because you know all the bad guys are cards and all the heroes are cards too. You know, like the the Houndmaster is Houndmaster Shaw, which is a hunter card, um, and uh, you made Kingsguard, which is an image of the Glass Knight from Paladin. Uh, the hero power for Kingsguard is called Guardian which says give a friendly minion taunt and divine shield, which is an incredible ability. Pretty lit. (laughs) Uh, Also, um, I'm not sure. I guess this would have to be a card that you would draw. I'm not really sure how this would function because you, you either have an active hero power or a passive one, but this is a passive card called holiness. Well, it's, it's a treasure. Oh, okay. So this is, Oh, I see. I see. Yeah, that's right. I I wasn't thinking about treasure. So you could pick this up after you beat one of the bosses if it was offered as a treasure uh holiness passive whenever your hero is healed your minions gain divine shield so that that goes right along with the glass knight's ability um and then the card uh example here is called blessed flail which is a four mana three three with life steal so you get that built-in heal there and it also damages the minions next to what it targets so that ends up being nine heal um and some serious uh, removal. I think that the weapon. I mean, you know, for Monster Hunt, maybe it's not OP. Like, maybe that's another treasure. I think that would. That's the great treasure. thing about this. Yeah. yeah I mean, it, technically, any custom card you make for this is going to be a treasure, right? Um, but that's the cool thing about this challenge is you can't really say any of this is OP because. Yeah, because it's just like, well, I don't know. Like, I, don't, I didn't balance Monster Hunt, so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So this, it's really, it's really just all just in good fun. Yep, but I, I like the flavor of this a lot. Uh, makes sense for a flail with mm-hmm. many, many spiky balls on it to hit many targets. Yep, um, and then it all fits in really well with Glass Knight's uh, the cards theme. It's very, very paladiny. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I, I dig it. I would like to play as this guy. Yeah, or, I, I think uh, it would actually I would, be really fun. I would hate to play against this guy. Yeah, that too. <laughs> he he might be a boss. I don't know. <laughs> that's yeah i guess we didn't really get a <laughs> distinction on whether it was hero or boss but 
All right, up next, um, we have from Rensand, Winslow Tobtalk. Um, and the hero power is card trickery, which is two mana, draw a card, and shuffle a random card from your hand back into your deck. So it's kind of like a modified version of Life Tap, where you don't take the damage, but um, you got to put something back. Uh, and then the example of a card that you could get is Witchwood Trickster, which is a five mana, four, six battle cry. Each player shuffles their hand into their deck and draws that many cards. So kind of just like this whole swap your hand around continuously uh-huh. thing. Well, Winslow Top Talk is already a boss. Oh, he's... Um, yeah, he uh, his hero power makes both players shuffle their hands into their deck and then draw that many cards. And he runs things like... Um, daring reporter so that when he does that oh my god it gets humongous well i'd never actually uh, even seen him so i didn't know that i guess this is like a reimagining of that then or maybe it's someone else tom talk uh so maybe this is his, his brother this is but uh uh it's it still is fitting that theme of uh, each player shovel their hand in their deck and draw the many cards yeah it's it still kind of fits that theme kind of maybe this is him as a, a playable hero yeah yeah so I don't know what you what you intended what you intended, but uh, good job. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Up next from Eorikos, we have Kane. He uh, he figured out that we love uh, Blood Omen and Soul Reaver. Oh, he figured it out. He figured it out. Did we? I don't know how. He must have dug deep for that information. But um, this one is like crazy strong. So Kane has eighty life. And is the most badass vampire that ever was, and also the strongest vampire that ever was, which is, those are both true things. Yeah, uh, that's, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have 80 life, and then on top of it, you also have the passive blood omen, which um, says you have five attack, which I guess that just means you can constantly attack every turn, like without a weapon. And, and you also have lifesteal, and all your minions have lifesteal. So, that's a good one. (laughs) (laughs) Then, uh, Vampire Knight is a 3-mana 3-4 vampire that can't be destroyed by minion damage. So, with the passive with Lifesteal, you could just have infinite trading. Uh And then, the Soul Reaver is a 5-mana 3-10. Death Rattle, summon all minions destroyed by this weapon. So, it's like a mega Frostmourne. Um, right, but actually, Summon no. It's probably not. Thing. It's probably not as good as Frostmourne because you can break Frostmourne quicker. Yeah, you have to wait ten turns to to get this thing to go off, and uh, it's only got three attacks, so you might not uh, actually be able to kill a lot of stuff. But mm-hmm. did I make a Soul Reaver card at one point? I believe you did, and I think you used that I? that image there. I, I remember that image. Yeah. <clears throat> so. Uh, I'm not sure if it would make more sense if he was a boss because he's got 80 health. Actually, I don't know how this card was made because when you make a portrait, you don't get a text box. But when you make a hero, when you make a card, there would be like a mana cost up and he's got health. Uh I don't know. I don't don't know how this was made. Um, I like the fact that there was a text box there because when I went and made mine, I actually wrote a text blurb for my Uh guy. Uh, but it's not there now because it's just a portrait. But anyway, we're getting some clarifications uh, here. First of all, uh, everyone's right. And this this weapon, just because of the passive, would always have eight attack. So there's that. That's true. And we're a- stupid. And Aorikos is also saying that this is not a playable thing. This would be a boss. This is a boss. So yeah, he seems like wrecked. he would. 
Yeah, you would this die. This seems like a very wrecking boss. <laughs> yes, you would not you would not live. That's that's crazy. It, it makes more sense that way. It makes a lot more sense. But I, I'm wondering what the heck your deck would need to look like to beat this guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, up next, um, from Alekman, we have Moonlighter Transia, which uh, has the hero power Lunar Exposure. Hero power, choose one. Make a friendly minion's attack equal to its health or make a friendly minion's health equal to its attack. So uh, you could inner fire it or like reverse outer fire, outer fire. That's right. <laughs> Set them on fire. <laughs> inner um, fire or outer water or well, I don't know. And then um, the for the treasure, it's called um, Moon Mirror Shield. Um, and the passive says your hero power can target enemies. So I guess um, that would be make it way more powerful that way because you know you could damage up. You know, a minion you can't quite kill, and then you can interfire it, take its attack down, or you know, Nerf it, yeah. versa. like a, mm-hmm. a minion with low attack and high health. So it, it makes a lot of sense to have the hero power start out as friendlies only because it's really strong when you can target enemies with it. Yeah, I, I like that, and I also. Um... I mean, she looks like she's probably a druid. I do believe that is druid armor. Uh, yeah. So having a choose one hero power is cool. Um, also, though, she's a worgen, and uh, as we've as we've seen, like lunar exposure um, is the ability. As we've seen with worgens, uh, they like mm. to switch their attack and health. So the fact that you're modifying that using lunar exposure mm-hmm. uh, is is pretty cool. Um, one sec here where, um, our, the submitter, Elecman, is saying that, uh, there should have been another card, but I didn't see one. Let me go back here and see if I can pull this up so we can fully, okay. Yep, somehow I did miss that. Hold on, I'll throw it up there in just a sec. So we can check this out as well. I'm just gonna blow it up big over the other card. So Druid of the Moon, 4 mana, 2 eight, Taunt, Rush. And choose one, gain divine shield or gain lifesteal. Each turn this is in your hand, it gains plus one, plus one, and swaps its attack and health. Wow. That's Yikes. That's insanely powerful. That's that's a treasure, all right. Yeah, that <laughs> is um Wow, that's really good. Yeah. Um, and ob- obviously rush. like amazing Rushed synergies with the choose one hero power too. Yeah. No matter but what it, comes it out you know, as. being a uh being a two eight slash eight two, um it still needs to build up a bit because that no matter where you put that two, it's it's kind of useless. Not with the so, hero power because you can either inner or outer fire it. Well, yes, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's um, yeah, pretty cool. I like this one. I like this theme. Mm-hmm. This theme makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it does. Uh, it's like a it's like a specifically like if there was a worgen druid playable character which you know that's what it is so uh yeah very well done definitely all right and lastly uh our fifth submission here is from overlord chs who gave us monster hunter guy which we (laughs) we both appreciate uh and it's uh hero power is called smitty which is two mana to discover a weapon from any class um, which is super cool. I, I really like discover weapon effects because you gain access to, you know, different classes, weapons and weapons that you might not like be good enough to put in a deck, 
but that are really cool and you want to like have a chance to use them you know Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then a passive treasure um, called Carve and Forge. Passive, whenever your hero kills a minion, add a weapon to your hand that's mana, that's mana cost is equal to or less than the minion killed, I'm assuming. Um, so lots of weapon generation in this class. Lots of weapons. Yeah. And then uh, a spell here, SOS Flare, which is two mana, to recruit three minions and gain five armor. So that's an insane treasure as well. Yeah, yeah. It makes a lot of sense too, though. I, I totally get the flavor behind the card because the most you can do, uh, the the maximum number of players that you can do a monster hunt with is four. So you're right. you're already there, and you summon your other four yep. um, hunters. Yep, yep. And yeah, yep. SOS flare. You you still haven't seen that yet because you haven't played World. Yep. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I know this is super cool. It's, and obviously, since it's called Monster Hunt, you made monster hunter guy decked out in uh rathalos armor if i'm not mistaken rathalos armor is like always some of the coolest yeah definitely um i, I like carbon forge being like you kill a thing and you get to make a thing out of it yep i mean so it, that's cool the, the flavor is very on point in this one it makes a lot of yeah, sense definitely yeah super super creative mm-hmm. i like it absolutely so thank you uh all of you guys that submitted we appreciate it very much and let's take a look at what um dookie and i made this time around so yours is up first uh which looks like a crazy troll yeah yep he's a he's a shadow hunter and uh, i wanted to make a troll because there's no playable trolls in which uh, is hearthstone a, which is a travesty it is a travesty so he's zul ross he's actually a, a canon uh shadow hunter from from wow lore mm-hmm. so his hero power is come get the voodoo it's two mana give a friendly minion plus two attack or an enemy minion minus two attack hmm. so uh the thing with shadow hunters is they're they're kind of buffer debuffer um melee magic shadow healing they kind of tread the line uh between you know the the dark arts and i I always thought of them as a smash up between shadow priest and rogue yeah it really is it's kind of like a a mashup but shadow priest is a mashup between priest and like warlock Warlock, you know so yeah yeah, so shadow hunters have a lot going on uh so he can manipulate uh friendly attack and enemy attack uh then there is the totem of mojo which is a treasure totem that you can get. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's two mana for a one, two totem, echo, taunt, spell damage plus one. At the end of your turn, restore one health to all friendly Ah, minions. I see what you did there. It is all the basic totems rolled into one, and it's got echo. So at any point in the game, you can just be like, bam, 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 bam. Probably the most fucked up thing about this is the spell damage on it. Yes, Um, the spell damage is the most abusable, yeah really crank that up but also creating a taunt wall is nice yeah. too also if you have a really big good minion that you want to live and it's hurt throw out five of these i mean you know we've all <laughs> we've all been there where the shaman had the one in four chance to roll the totem to win the game and like now you just have it every time so <laughs> there it is yep uh, so that's totem of mojo and then uh the other uh treasure card is called bad juju and it is five mana to cast hex on a random enemy minion for each time you've used your hero power this game. Right. So That's really you're just powerful. <laughs> uh, and also, this is the uh, this is the Shadow Hunter custom card uh, frame from Hearth Cards. It's it's not Warlock, even though it's purple. 
Uh, yeah, you can see the difference. It's like a different shade, and there's like some blue and shit thrown in there. Um, oh, sorry, no. Actually, it's it's Demon Hunter. Um, oh, it's Demon Hunter. Shadow. There was no Shadow Hunter, and the one I wanted, which was Witch Doctor, didn't have a hero frame, so uh, I just went with purple. Right. Yeah. So because none of these are a class, right? They're all their own class. So right, and with something like Monster Hunt, uh, that's fine. Right. Because I mean, it's its own thing. So, all right. Well, mine's up last, and this this is admittedly uh, just right up, uh, admittedly, admittedly right up front <laughs> here. Not my strongest entry for some reason. I struggled with this one, and I couldn't really come up with with, uh, <laughs> with to anything too creative. But I did the same thing that uh, Roaming Otaku did, and I went with the Monster Hunter theme of picking a card to make the hero. This would be a playable hero, and I chose Camellios. And Camellios' ability would be passive. It's called Chromatic Skin. And um, it says during... It's, it has the same wording as Valera the Hollow for something to compare it to. Um, so during your turn, add a random card from your opponent's hand to your hand. So it would be one of those, like, ethereal, kind of smoky, you know, not really in your hand things. And you could only cast that card that turn, and then it would pop out of your hand. Just like Death Shadow does at the end of Valera the Hollow's turn. Um, so, I mean, you know, that same card could get randomly selected again next turn, but it could also be something else. Or if they play mm-hmm. it, you lose access to it. And then um, I, I didn't think of any treasure cards. Or I guess this would have to be a treasure card because um, uh, do they have their own unique cards that are just in their decks? I think they do. Or do they not? They do. Like extra powder is in. OK, uh, so Crowley's, this would yeah. just be a card, an extra card in your deck. Um, and I just. Like I said, I, I, I didn't have much inspiration for this one, so I named my card an actual chameleon, and that's just a picture <laughs> of an actual chameleon. And uh, he's a three-mana 1-1 one, one stealth that says, whenever you play a friendly minion, become a copy of it. So um, every time you play a minion, it would transform into that minion. So what you'd have to do is, you know, it, it would reset to being um, sleeping again and everything, everything too, just like normal transform effects go. But um, I think there's a lot of, like, interesting interplay stuff that you could do with this. You know, you, like, you could make a trade with it as whatever minion it was before, then play another minion, in a sense, you know, in essence, healing it, making it into it's, something hopefully yeah. better. It's kind of like a recombobulate, but that you can use any card to activate, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's just something it'll, it'll just continue to transform into whatever is the last thing it saw. So, yeah, I think it's pretty balanced, actually. I mean, a 1-1 stealth is like actually kind of easy to remove. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, you, you can't always, but there's definitely a lot of ways to do it. Um, and then but it's not super expensive. And then the effects can be can be very strong. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you could turn it into something with an amazing death rattle and then kill it off and get some awesome value off of it uh so yeah no i, I like it it's yep. good uh, that was good the one idea. good idea i ended up being able to come up with <laughs> <laughs> an actual chameleon an actual there chameleon. you go there you <laughs> anyway that does it for um that card submission challenge and this show essentially mm-hmm. um so a little bit of a shorter one, uh, not not a whole lot of craziness going on in the world of Hearthstone, which is to be expected. You know, we just had a whole bunch of crazy stuff happened uh, with the new expansion, the new year and everything. So, you know, it's just kind of back to seeing, um, you know, just laddering every, every uh, 
new season, which yeah. I still haven't. Yeah, I have yet to make it to um, Legend still, and that's something I still really want to do. I just haven't settled on like the deck that I want to play really hardcore. I thought it was going to be Control Mage when I thought it was better, you know, positioned against a lot of the stuff that's uh, going around. But then that just kind of just slipped away from me. So I have to find. Maybe a new you could home. do some. Uh, maybe you could do some teching. I've tried to do the teching. I have. I, I'm not giving up on it entirely, but um, it, it, I mentioned it earlier. It's just basically the problem I'm having is that the the text there, but if you don't have it exactly when you need it, you just you have no way yeah. to stay in the game. Like if you don't have the voodoo doll to deal with your opponent's um, tarantus that they summoned off of their uh, you know spiteful summoner, then you're just gonna kind of die. You know? Yep, and there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> so we'll see, though. We'll see. But anyway, thanks to everybody who submitted cards and came out for the show live here, and thanks for everybody who's listening. We appreciate all of you. And uh, if you have a second, wherever you listen to us, YouTube or Apple, whatever they have, give us give us five apples, give us stars. <laughs> I believe it's called iTunes. It, oh yeah, that's right. I literally couldn't think of it. We're, we're just we're both so anti-apple like i just i think i blocked it out of my brain if you listen to us on apple here <laughs> apple airpod or whatever yeah <laughs> if you listen to us on your airbuds <laughs> airbuds uh... yes <laughs> uh anyway you guys should follow us on twitter at dookie shed like it sounds and at clash k-l-a-s-h-e underscore h-s and also our joint podcast tw- twitter which is at salty dog podcast um we stream here the the show here every thursday at 8 p.m and we also do um joint gameplay streams on both of our individual channels on tuesday at 7 p.m eastern and i believe that's what for your time for pacific that is four, yes. Yeah. And uh, that's on, he'll be stre- streaming from his own Twitch on those days at twitch.tv slash dookie shed. Mm-hmm. But until next time, guys. Wait. Oh, oh, that's right. I almost forgot. I almost forgot to do the challenge. I almost forgot to do the challenge. Okay. So I got to think of something real quick here. Hmm. Let's 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 make it let's make it nice and simple so uh so we actually get some submissions. Nice and simple. You know what we haven't done in a little while and How, I think make it insanely simple but deceptively fun. Wow, you know what? I think I have just the thing. Yeah? You know, it, it, it popped into my head right away and and I think it would be fun for the new year. You know, I'm kind of behind on my memes and I think one of our oh. biggest hits from last year was make a, make a card out of a meme. Uh, we had some great, great entries last time. Dad boy and, um, you know, you, you, them boys with the cold ones, the one that you did with yep, Jake Paul. Yep, I think, you know, why it's one. on my mind is probably because you mentioned that. Yeah. So, and I did oh, Pepe, yeah. remember, with the, yep. <laughs> the fucking so, gun. Let's get some good, uh, you know, um, either really classic ones or maybe some new 2018 memes and make them into cards. Yep. But, but, yeah, let's get some, let's try try to make them 2018 memes. Yeah. We've, we've had a lot of, uh, a lot of tasty ones. So, we have. Uh, let's see them memes. Thank you for reminding me to give out the challenge because I was totally going to not do that. But yeah, was now, like, oh, what's happening? Now it's time for this. Until next week, guys. Stay salty. Stay salty.